What's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs, your family-oriented entrepreneur. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. So recently, I've been releasing a lot of content on the infinite banking concept, along with the HELOC strategy. A lot of people don't know about this strategy, and I wanted to make people aware of this because this is this is the stuff that they honestly don't teach in school, right? Uh, a lot of us don't know about this because they don't teach it to us. So I'm going to be the one to assist in getting this information out to the world. And I want you to take this information and apply it into your lives, apply it into your businesses, apply it to creating generational wealth, apply this information because without application, nothing works, right? So um, like I said, we've been on these infinite banking podcast episodes and if you haven't had a chance to check out the first two episodes make sure you go back to the first and the second episode where i had my my guest on deandre clayton and uh also on the second episode we had reggie briscoe as well now on the first episode we jumped into the ibc uh concept in detail the infinite banking concept in detail on the second strategy we jumped into how it applies to helocs and real estate now, on that second episode, I told you guys that we were going to have an opportunity that we were going to present to you guys in order to allow us to assist you in getting this concept set up properly and profitable and possibly even have an opportunity to partner with me in real estate deals uh, from the private money spectrum if that's something that you guys are interested in. And that's something that we'll talk about later on. In this particular episode, DeAndre and I have something special that we want to mention uh, that we believe is going to help a lot of people. And in addition to that, help you become profitable in your businesses. But today we're going to talk about the infinite banking concept, how the HELOCs apply. We're going to recap that stuff and how it all applies to real estate. But more important than all of that, we're going to talk about how all of this is kind of like playing Monopoly in real life. So what we're gonna do is use some Monopoly cards and talk about how those Monopoly cards apply to this concept and you creating wealth in real estate. This is completely different than anything you've ever seen. How does infinite banking and real estate tie into Monopoly? And we're gonna show you in real time how that all works. We're also going to show you an example of a policy, and you're going to see how those numbers can grow over time based off of the policy that you choose for yourself and what you can actually do with the money. This is powerful stuff, man. I mean, if you agree that this is powerful, do me a favor, leave a comment in the comment section and uh, just let me know. Just say powerful in the comment section. Make sure you like this video if you're watching this on YouTube. Subscribe to this channel if you're not subscribed already for more videos just like this. If you're listening to this on the podcast, make sure you share this with the entire podcast world so that more and more people can have the financial literacy that they need in order to create that real generational wealth that people are looking to create. All right? Not enough people are doing this. Not enough people are in the know and... If it's the last thing that I personally do, I want to make sure that you're in the know so that you can help change your family's circumstances. All right. This is information that wasn't readily available to me growing up. 
and it wasn't ready readily available to anyone until recently um, so this is these are things that we're going to talk about and this is something that I'm becoming a true advocate of because I, I truly believe that this concept can change lives so if it can change lives and it ties into real estate and you can be your own bank then I'm all for it and let's make this happen but listen we're going to jump into all of this stuff today a lot to talk about we're going to be uh, talking about an opportunity. Make sure you watch this until the very end. We're going to cover a lot of meat on this podcast, but we're also going to cover that opportunity for you. DeAndre Clayton, what's up, my man? What's going on, my man? Uh, what a wonderful introduction, man. I, I was feeling like the revolution will be televised <laughs> today. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped uh, to share this information today. Uh, really, it, it kind of came up um, from a sense of just wanting to simplify it as much as possible for people, um, because, you know, since the podcast, I've gotten tons and tons of inquiries from all of uh, the wonderful individuals who have visited, uh, for sure. And, um, you know, sometimes they don't know exactly what's going on. They don't know really how to differentiate between cost and value. And, uh, you know, we're going to get into it today so that they have a better understanding by the time this is done of how to get started, what they need to do and what lies beyond once you get one of these bad babies set up. Let's do it, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So just for the listeners who are watching us for the first time, obviously, we've covered this in two different episodes. What is the infinite banking concept? Like, just just give us a scratch of the surface uh, idea of what it is. Okay. So the infinite banking concept is a, a concept that basically takes a whole life policy that is structured in a way to not necessarily eliminate all of the death benefit, but take a significant chunk of the cost out of it so that it redirects it towards a bank inside of the insurance policy and then it allows you to basically live off of the loans from it because the loans are very very cheap debt and it collateralizes that with the death benefit and so you know realistically the reason why it's infinite is because the growth of the money never stops going because you're never actually withdrawing you're always taking a loan against and so that's what makes your money always grow, no matter how much you're actually using your money. Got it. Got it. Now, how would this tie into the HELOC strategy? What, what makes that so effective? So what makes it effective with the HELOC strategy, um, you know, based on our last episode with Reggie, is that, you know, what he did was he basically got a first lien HELOC. He was able to put all of his income or his cash flow into that HELOC which then destroyed the interest, right? And because it destroyed that interest, he's able to effectively pay off a home significantly faster. But while it's doing that, he also has it as a revolving door, a revolving line of credit. So he's able to actually use those funds to do whatever he may need to do, which is very, very favorable. So that's really what's going on with that with that HELOC. So when you combine the two, you get something special. Got it, man. So now, obviously, all of this ties into uh, real estate investing as well, because when you let's say, for example, you use the HELOC in order to fund your whole life policy 
in order to uh, uh, borrow 90% of that out for your infinite banking situation, mm -hmm. you can use that money to purchase more real estate. You can use that money to do private lending in real estate if you don't want to be hands-on. Uh, there's a ton of other things you can do. Now, for those of you who are interested in, and, and, and again, I'm not, I'm, I'm just plugging this right now, but I'm going to talk about this in more detail. I'm consistently growing my real estate business. It's been 20 years, but I, a lot of what I do is through uh, creative finance and also private money, right? So if you're in a situation where you are looking to get started in real estate or you want to make money in real estate, but you don't want to be hands-on and you want to work with somebody that's experienced like me, for example, we can have a conversation on how we can use this infinite banking concept in order for you to be able to make money in real estate while my company does majority of the work, if not all of the work. So that's just an opportunity. If you guys want to hear more about that, uh, do me a favor. In the uh, comment section, leave the, the remark opportunity, right? Again, just like the last one, the opportunity uh, to do this video. You wanted to hear more about an opportunity. This is one of them. Uh, but this isn't this isn't the big opportunity that DeAndre and I want to talk about. But if you want to see how you and I can partner uh, in in that res in that respect, if that's something that you're interested in and you want to have a, a, a conversation, do me a favor, go ahead and uh, reach out um, so that uh, you know what I'll do is I'll reply to your opportunity post so that we can get in touch with each other. Um, and you can, at that point, go ahead and uh, set up a call with me so that we can talk about how this can be beneficial for you. All right? But there's another opportunity that DeAndre and I wanted to talk about if you're interested in doing this all on your own. And if, you, if you're interested in learning more about this. But before we get into all of that, uh, why, don't we show, um, why don't we show our listeners a real-time policy, or at least an example of one, that can help them to grasp how the numbers work. Then we're going to talk about how this all ties into real estate and turning this into real-life monopoly by showing them the cards. That's cool, man. Gotcha. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's uh, let's go. Let's go. All right. So I want to show you. Um, these are now th this isn't necessarily personal information because Jamel's name is actually at the bottom and it's also <laughs> the name of his channel. So this is just an example of what a policy could look like on someone like Jamel, for instance, which is right. So I want you to notice that there's two different policies here that we have. So we have one of them that is uh, from a company called. Uh, Mass Mutual which is a 10-year policy. So now this 10-year policy, I want you to notice something really, really interesting about it. So it's structured as close to a 90-10 as possible, right? All right. So what you're looking at right now is a policy through one of the four kind of large um, mutual companies that really uh, is super powerful 
for the IBC concept or the infinite banking concept. So this is a quote, just a, a kind of simple quote I ran on uh, Jamel. I want to show you the power of what the IBC policy is doing here. So as you look in the top corner, it's talking about the first year. Uh, and normally the year will be, you know, the next date of your birthday. So you'll see 42. He's not actually 42. He's 41. But when you look at it, you'll see that he puts $100,000 in. There's $83,722 that is there in year one, right? Now, that's what he can borrow from. So let's say Jamel puts that $100,000 in immediately. He has $83,722 that's already available. Now, as he goes through year to year, you're seeing a growth here in this area where it talks about the net annual cash value increase. But the incredible thing about it is... Now, one second before you... Go ahead. One second before you get into that, DeAndre. So um, some people might ask, okay, if I put in $100,000, why why do I only have $83,722 right. available? That is a very Can good you explain question. That? Yeah, that's a very good question. So as I mentioned, normally our goal is to, is to try our best to structure it as a 90-10 there is cost associated with creating a 90-10 as well. So as you're looking at the amount of term that is needed so that it stays within the regulations of making sure that the policy doesn't blow up, uh, that is why that amount is there. Because you're going to have to pay for a little bit more term insurance in order to facilitate how big the bank is on these policies. Does that answer your question, Mel? Absolutely. All right. So now on these policies, what I think is just incredible when you look at this particular one, because it's kind of structured that you only pay in for 10 years. Now, what you probably heard is that life insurance policies, you got to pay them for life. You probably never heard of one that you could actually be fully paid up in 10 years and actually start drafting money from it. Uh, that is astronomical. So in this case, after a 10-year period, what it would allow Jamel to figuratively do is when you look at this number right here, it's going to continue growing from year to year. So the passive income on it is $56,871 year 10, year 11, right? Now pause right there for a second. Pause right there. So just for you guys listening, let's just say, okay, I'm 41 now, and that's my real age. Mm-hmm. By the time I'm 51, putting $100,000 a year into this policy, and we'll talk about how you can come up with $100,000 as well per year, mm -hmm. but the $100,000 per year will ultimately create a $3.5 million uh, insurance policy, uh, a payout for my family. But in addition to that, just like buying real estate, this is why this is so powerful. We talked about how this all ties into real estate, right? If I never touch the money, I don't need the money, guess what happens? You see that $56,871? That's passive income. How many people are working right now for a $56,000? Uh, the average, you know, the average person in America right now, right? How many people are working for $52,000 a year? The average person in America makes $52,000. Now, obviously, I'm aware people make more, people make less. But that is the average. With taxation. $52,000 as of, <laughs> with 
taxation. And they got to deal with the tax. As of right now. Yes. That's right. Now, check it out. This $56,871 is tax-free passive income for me. It continues to grow onto the policy. So what happens after that? No, one more thing before we even get into that, DeAndre. Um, well, you know what? Explain this first, and then we'll talk about how they can come up with the money to keep funding it. Because um, a lot of people are thinking, hey, I don't have $100,000 a year to put into this thing. How do I do that? But let's talk about the benefits of this, then let's, let's tie it tie it into how they're going to come up with the money okay okay so so the benefits of this and i want to make sure this is also clear before we really go beyond year 10 is that although we're focusing on this passive that's going to continue to grow every year that you see before that is the increase in the portfolio from year to year those are increases in the portfolio so the cumulative is right here on the left side what you're seeing here, right? So that $1,147,212 is sitting there in year 10 is tax-free money that you can borrow against already. So now after year... Why is it tax-free? Because you're, you're taking loans against it. So you're taking loans mm -hmm. against this $1,147,212 number. And then what makes it against on top of that is that this is what collateralizes it. The death benefit. Now check this out, everybody. This is, if, you, if you've been watching my channel for any amount of time, you know I use real estate leverage to be able to purchase more real estate, right? I, I spoke about one of them earlier being in private money that's leverage to be able to buy more real estate right when you borrow money let's say you're using a burst strategy i explained this on a previous video when you're using a burst strategy and you do a refi cash out you do not pay money or, or you do not pay taxes on the cash out because it is considered to be a loan right so with the infinite banking concept it's the same exact mm -hmm. concept when you think about it, you're living off of loans. You're living off of loans. But, now that, that may not sound conventional to some people, but it, this is a powerful thing because on the day of your death, you see that, that number right there? Which number is it, DeAndre? On the uh, far right? Far right. Of the screen? Far right. That number covers all of the debt that you picked up yep. and the difference goes to your family. Yep. It's an incredible, incredible policy. Yeah. Right. So I just wanted to clarify that real quick. Yeah. Now, this one is structured pretty cool because once it once it finishes out at 10, that's when you're finished paying it off. Right. So most of us, we think about retirement as kind of a 30 year thing. Right. We save for our retirement for 30 years. In this example, you're saving for retirement in 10. And not only are you saving for retirement in 10, but you're able to draw it before 59 and a half. You don't have to wait to 59 and a half to be able to gain access to what this column is doing every single year. So that's like it. an IRA, you got to wait until 59 you and a half. You got to wait until 59 and a half on the IRA. Um, so it's growing by this much every single year for the rest of your life. And you had a 10 year commitment where you put that money in. Every now show me some of the numbers at the bottom. 
So numbers at the bottom, that's where he gets excited about, right? So for instance, here at conventional, you talk about Medicare age, right? So Medicare age, you would actually be receiving $103,821 tax-free into that account. And as you see, there's I want to also explain because some people might see, well, why did the death benefit drop right here? I also want to Right, and then that. it's picking back up. So the death benefit dropped right here because your premium dropped. So you don't have to pay for the term either. So because you're not paying for the term, it's no longer on there. But the way the policy is actually designed is that it will grow because of the window of how much cash value is there. So you really get to see how lean it is on the death benefit side when you're seeing, oh, I have mm -hmm. $1.2 million in here, but it's about 215, but it only got to 215 or 150 because it was able to grow over time to that 1.2 instead of starting off at 2 million, right? So that's the beautiful part about it. And then what happens is it continues to grow as you look. And as you continue to get older, not only are you having a cash benefit that continues to accrue, but you're also having a death benefit that continues to accrue. So the more and more loans that you have out, the more it's collateralized. And, and it keeps going. Yeah. It keeps it, going. It, if you just scroll it, it, scroll down a little bit more. It keeps going. It so just, 67, it, 68. It just keeps going. Look at the numbers. So this is what I call a life insurance policy, right? This is right. what life insurance actually was designed to do at its inception. And I, I want to make sure that that's very clear because as we talk about real estate, we talk about life insurance, we talk about HELOCs. Um, that is the real traditional that existed in the world before we got to mortgages, before we got to 401ks, before we got to IRAs, before we got to mutual funds. There was life insurance. There was HELOCs. Wasn't called HELOCs. It was just a mortgage then. But the mortgage was structured mm -hmm. like a HELOC. And there was real estate. That was how people got wealthy. And so as you look at the inception of what we're going to talk about later with Monopoly, Monopoly, the original Monopoly was called Landlord's Game. Landlord's Game came out in 1904, 1902. At that time, there was no other investments besides real estate and life insurance. There was no one case. There was no... Yep. None of that. So, you know, there was no Bitcoin. There was no, there was no stock market. The stock market was still there. But in fact, well, before that, real estate was in. In fact, just to take you one. And, and that's the whole point, man. That's that's the, that's the whole point of the whole thing. Right. So real estate right. is a time tested, proven investment strategy. Right. Buying whole real estate specifically. So we all started off flipping houses and wholesaling. Right. That's the that's where you want to end up. It, right. That's the that's the play for real estate. Buy and hold. That's why I preach buy and hold generational wealth. This is how you do it, folks. If you listen to me, you'll you'll get somewhere with and, and, and especially with the information that we're providing. Yeah. Right. You'll get somewhere with this information. You just got to be patient and you got to in, incorporate these steps. But 
you know, before you even get into it, DeAndre, look, the average person in America lives until they're about 78 years old, right? That's a fact. You could Google it. The average person lives uh, a little over 78 years. Now, some of us live longer. Some of us live, live less, right? That's a fact. But the, on average, the average person lives about 78 years. So if you look at that line, 78, how much money am I making when I'm 78 years old just putting a million dollars into this policy over 10 years? $181,000. How much does the average person make when they retire from their job? The average person at $52,000 a year is making how much? About 80% of that money you should be making? 80% times, so you're making about 40 grand a year until that money runs out? If that. Right? Yeah. This, this continues to increase $181,000 by 78 years old. Living large. That's what we want to do. That's the power of this thing, right? And it all ties in. And this is not including the real estate. This is not including any of that other stuff. This is just this. If I died when I'm 78 years old, my family is getting about $5 million um, just off the rip because... I have this life insurance policy. So that pays up everything that we've acquired in debt. And it, it allows my family to, let's say I got a half a million dollars in debt. I don't know. When I'm 78 years old, that's a lot of money to have in debt when you're 78. <laughs> right? But let's just say it's a let's say it's a hundred thousand dollars. The hundred thousand gets paid off and the difference goes to the family. So what you should be doing is setting up a policy for everybody in your household. Every last person. Only your grandkids. Everybody that's a part of your family should have one of these policies. These are different banks, different entities that you can use in order to capitalize from. And y'all can capitalize as a family. That's how the Rockefellers did it. Right? Yeah. But let's get more into it, man. Yeah. And and I also want to point out, too, when, when we talk about 65 or 60 it's important to note that when you look at any statistics, there's a measurement or projection that Social Security won't be around soon, right? That there's a possibility that Social Security won't be around in 2034. So if you're... I ain't relying on no Social Security check. You ain't relying on Social Security <laughs> check. But here's, here's another tidbit. When Monopoly was created, Social Security did not exist. Mm. Social Security did not exist. So Monopoly was created under the guise that there is no other financial vehicles. There's only real estate and there's life insurance. Mm. That's powerful. Most man. people don't want to admit it. That's something I didn't know. But that I didn't know that, man. That's so the reality of what was going on. That's crazy. That's the reality of what yeah, was going on. Yeah, man. So this was this was the original retirement plan. This was people, the original retirement plan. Go out wealthy. Yeah, yeah, love it, man. Yeah, this was the original. So these numbers continue to grow as long as you live, and the benefit you notice the benefits the the the, the death benefit continues to grow. Yeah. Your income continues to grow. This is like uh, they, they, this is compound interest on steroids. This is what it is. This is what it is, and it's uninterrupted. Because you're not withdrawing, you're taking loans. Right. Right? So so explain that. So, I know we explained it before, but explain that so, for everybody in the back. So in, in, in simple terms, if you think about your bank, your regular bank, when you put money in, your balance changes all the time. 
your balance goes down, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up because of your bills, because of everything that you have going on. In this example of taking loans against the cash value, your balance never goes down. Because it's never going down, it has a consistent growth on the interest. So it, let me simplify that for him, bro. One more thing. I, and I, and, you know, I'm excited about this. If you guys can't see it, DeAndre's the guest. I'm doing a lot of the talking, but look, I'm excited about this. Nah, it's, it's I awesome. need to simplify this because this is some powerful, powerful, powerful stuff. Check it out. If, if you go to the bank, right, and you borrow, let's say, $10,000 from the bank, right, you're taking out a loan. But rather than you going to a local bank, you're going to borrow this $10,000 from yourself. The whole life insurance policy is going to pay this back on the day of your death. So in essence, what you're doing is you're taking $10,000 from your own personal bank that will be paid back through the whole life insurance policy. So you're never taking money from the policy Am I right, Correct. DeAndre? You're never taking money from the policy. You're, you're borrowing against the policy. And all of that money will be paid off. And like I said before, the difference will go to your family. Is that about right? That is correct. It is never a withdrawal. So therefore, you're never taking money out of the policy. So if you think about any other investment that you have today, you got a 401k, you got an IRA, you have mutual funds, whatever you are taking money from, you have to deal with the loss of opportunity of the money you took, right? So, yep. so if I took 20000 from my 401k, not only do I have to deal with the taxation, not only do I have to deal with the fee, um, the IRS penalty, but I also have to deal with the fact that that 20000 no longer can gain whatever the market went up to. You know what this is like, man? This is like, Almost like having a secured credit card when you think about it, because you got to fund it mm -hmm. and then you borrow against the secured credit card. But the with the secured credit card, the money is still technically there, mm -hmm. but they're giving you a loan against the money that you have in a bank. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and incredible, man. you know, and the cool part about it, too, is so you're going to have situations when you're investing and as I always say, the main thing you want to make sure you do is pay the interest on the loan. But as we talked about in our last you know, conversation, the interest on the loan is negligible because it's only charged once a year. It's simple mm -hmm. annual interest. So if that interest is paid on that loan, you are able to continue trekking, pumping the policy just the same way that you were able to pump it and still continuing to open up the amount of space that you have to loan from, right? Now, here's the other cool part about it. Some of these people have been running up on me. They say, well, you know, I don't know. I got, I got 20K, but I don't know what happens when I have 50,000. What can I do with that? Well, you can even structure these things to have extra space to be underwritten from a term standpoint so that when you got extra money, you can throw it in. But you just have to be intentional about what your desires are up front with how you want to structure these things. 
Now, here's another aspect on this particular policy that I know somebody like Jamel would love that we didn't even talk about. So at year three, year three kind of marks a, a special year for you because once you get to year four, you're able to increase the premium by 10% every single year until year 10 is finished. Mm. That's crazy. So now those numbers, these figures will look completely different as far as how much money you would actually have in that bank being supercharged, um, really being able to live whatever type of life you really want to live. Now, quick question. We covered a lot so far. A lot of people are asking, how am I going to fund $100,000 a year? How would they fund their policy? I'm not saying that you guys have to come up with 100000 a year. Right. But let's say that your amount is 20000 a year. How would you fund that? Okay. So first and foremost, I want people to understand something about how these policies are structured. So when you understand that what you're looking at is a percentage so if you're looking at a hundred thousand so the hundred thousand is the total that the premium is but then you're looking at what the in cash value is which is eighty three thousand seven hundred and twenty two dollars i want you to understand that that is an indication of how much the policy actually cost so let me let me back up the policy itself actually cost the difference of that that's how much the insurance itself costs so when we're structuring 90 tens or 80 20s because sometimes due to term costs we may need to structure it as an 80 20 but the general person you're going to come across is only going to structure 50 50s and 60 40s i'm going to be very honest with you i have a number of different business ventures going on so i'm not here for the commission I'm here to partner with you and do other business ventures where we can make a lot more money than the amount of money I'm going to make on the commission on an insurance policy. So that's, that's, that's first and foremost. I'm just going to go ahead and be very honest about that. But when you're looking at it, there's a minimum that's due. So the minimum that's due is the difference between this number and that number. That's the minimum that's due to even have the policy, right? So that's a that's a much different number than what you're seeing over here. But that's what helps you understand just how much you're banking. So your mindset has to really, really change when you look at this process, because if I'm giving you a 90-10 or if I'm giving you an 80-20, imagine me. Imagine you paying one hundred dollars for something and I give you 80 of it back and I still give you the product. Imagine you paying a hundred dollars for something and I give you like paying 90 20 cents on a dollar for it. Yeah, and I give you 90 of it back and you still get the product, right? That's what's going on with infinite banking. So when you ask about okay, well, that's a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand dollars is just a round number, to be frank with you. But when we talk about okay, can you structure it for twenty thousand dollars a year? Yes, you can. Can you structure it for thirty? Can you structure it for ten? Um, I have clients who are structuring them with $800 a month coming out, right? So there are clients who are structuring it as less than what this huge figure is. This figure is just easy for you to see the numbers work out. So I want to make sure that that's clear as well. But the importance of it, go ahead. 
I, I, I see you about to say something. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to mention. So you have to remember that as this policy grows, you have access to more capital to help you make more money. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Right. So um, the hundred thousand dollars that you start with or the twenty thousand or the, or the one thousand that you start with or whatever the case may be. Yes, you have to pay that out every year. But technically, this is not necessarily coming out of your pocket every year. Is it, DeAndre? No. So so you have different options that whatever the growth is, you could actually use the growth of a previous year to pay the pay the year that's ahead of you because you're struggling. There's a number of different See that? there's a number of a variety of ways to be able to make sure that you stay on track. Now, of course, the performance won't be as strong, right? Because it's not going to be as much money in there, right? So you have to think about it like literally there's a banking portion in there, right? So if you understand that this is not just a life insurance policy and, and to help you understand it's not a life insurance policy, we have clients that when they request 20 30, $40,000, it's in their accounts in 12 hours. It's electronically drafted from the insurance company in 12 hours. Where else are you going to do that? Yeah, you can't. Right? I mean, you got to, especially like a house is, a house, for example, is extremely illiquid, right? So what that means is, you got to go through a whole process with the bank to be able mm -hmm. to qualify, to be able to pull money out of your own house. Mm -hmm. The leverage is there. The equity is there. But with something like this, this is extremely liquid. Extremely. This is better than the S&P 500, in my opinion. <laughs> you know? I, you know what? I, I'm going to be honest. I'm a fiduciary. I agree with you. Um, of course, we have to make sure from a... a just a, a disclaimer these are not called investments and i want to make sure that that's clear uh to you guys that when you're talking about life insurance the reason why it's not called an investment and i want to make sure this is really clear is because it can't lose money that's why mm. it's not because it isn't valuable mm. it's because it can't lose money so we in this nation we have gotten into the habit of thinking that the opportunity to lose is always, it makes it more valuable. That is not how everybody feels. That is not how wealthy people feel all the time. They want to, if you listen to Warren Buffett, he says the number one rule, don't lose money. That's but right. the vast majority of people, they hear high risk, high reward, low risk, low reward they've been we've been programmed into believing that that is how life has to be but there was a time when the risk didn't even exist all of the investments that you see today were not around when this was around they were created by banks who were designed to charge you fees and take your money <laughs> at the end of the day i'm just you want to be your own bank i can i can say certain things that you can't <laughs> that's true <laughs> That's true. That's certain thing I can't say. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but um, at the end of the day, man, this is a powerful, powerful way. And obviously, there's a lot more to it. 
I wanted to show you guys in real time what numbers actually look like. And these are generic numbers based on a policy that I'm looking to set up. But what I'm saying is these numbers, don't let these numbers scare you. $100,000, you can actually live off of the policy. And like he said, the difference in the, in the cash value that you have can fund the policy for that year, can it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, it, it definitely you know, can. So. Um, and once again, what is required when you're funding the policy is what is it there's a minimum that's required and the minimum is what is required to set up the structure right so right. if we're looking at what is required to set up the structure of this policy you have a hundred thousand dollars you subtract eighty three seven two two so it's about sixteen thousand that's the requirement change that's the requirement to fund right but you have right. the you have the ability to put a full hundred thousand in here, but you want to now if you wanted to perform like this, yes, you put a hundred thousand dollars in there, right? Um, but if you want to have the you know down years where you're like, hey, look, I don't know if I got it, which I don't really understand that concept too much because if you're looking at and if you're utilizing the money, because we need to highlight this very much so you will not have a down year where you don't have the money to pay the premium if you're utilizing the money because you have opportunities again you got the you could partner with me private money right you can buy more real estate you could flip houses with this money so again you should be using the money you in the policy the in order to grow your income absolutely absolutely you should be using the money so if you're using the money you won't look at the sticker and say, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do because you'll realize that, oh my goodness, I have access to $83,000. How can I use $83,000 of the insurance company's money? More money. Right? That's right, man. That's how you- It's insane. That's, that's crazy, man. So how does all of this tie into Monopoly? Okay, Monopoly, Monopoly. So- how does it tie into Monopoly? As I mentioned, Monopoly and its origin, it only had two different financial or a few different financial ways to go about life at that time. And Landlord's Game, Monopoly, all of it, it is really a structure for teaching you buy and hold. That's all Monopoly is about, right? Mm -hmm. Buy and hold real estate. That's what Monopoly is about. But there's some different things going on in Monopoly that most people probably have never thought about as far as how it could relate to combining infinite banking, how it could relate to combining the HELOC strategy. So what we're going to do is we're going to share some of the action cards of what Monopoly is. And my man, yep, hey, I keep the box on deck. <laughs> And I tell you, it, <laughs> all of you should be going out purchasing Monopoly. I, if you see this, Monopoly deal will help you to understand financially how you need to be moving. And we'll, we'll definitely... Matter of fact, I'm going to link... I'm going to provide a link for <laughs> the Monopoly link. cards where I purchased them. 
in the description box. I'm going to leave it in the description box for y'all to check it out. One of the greatest games ever. And it, and it doesn't take 10 hours like a regular game on Monopoly. You can get it done in 15 minutes. Sometimes you know what's funny, man? Just depending on who's there. <laughs> I always win. I, I, well, I would... <laughs> Don't play with a real estate investor. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm DJ Khaled in this yeah. game. <laughs> we the best. All we do is win in Monopoly. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. So what I like to highlight as far as why Monopoly is such a good um, baseline for understanding how infinite banking could be so important, um, how the HELOC strategy could be very valuable for you, First and foremost, the most dangerous card, the card that everybody hates to see coming, is this purple one. It's this purple one. This purple one called Deal Breaker, right? So you could be doing good, cruising along, and then a Deal Breaker comes out and everybody starts shaking. They don't know who it's for. They just know that if they don't have a just say no, it's a wrap. They know something bad is about to happen. But the reality is, is that, you know, when we look at life, man, life itself has so many deal breakers in it. It has so many different things that we could lose everything or it could cause a tragic loss to us. So rather it be right now, market going crazy, dropping, people losing hundreds of thousands of dollars just in that right? That's a deal breaker for many people. In 2008, there were people committing suicide over that deal breaker. That's a serious thing. Or it could be illness in your family. Illness can completely take away a retirement, right? I mean, people could lose all types of money when it comes to having an illness. Or it could be massive inflation as what we're going through right now it could be the banks giving away loans that they don't really have the money to fund we've seen that right those are deal breakers all of these are deal breakers or even a loss of the person who's the main provider in the household those are deal breakers so how do we just say no to them that's the question right how do we make sure that no matter what's going on that we have a defense or we're not terrified when a deal breaker comes our way. Well, I like to say my favorite card of the whole game is probably the card that most people don't think is worth that much. It's the pass and go card. And the reason why I love the pass and go card so much is because no matter where you're at, when you lay that bad baby down, you're getting a two for one. You're dropping that card down, and you're getting more value than what you put in. And when you get that value, you find out how you can strategize. A lot of times, when you drop a pass and go card down, that's when you get that. That's when you get a wild property. That's when you get. Uh, that's when you get a deal breaker to use on somebody. That's when you get a debt collector. That's when you get these rent cards because you don't know which way to go, or maybe you don't even have any property. And the pass and go card, oh, it landed you two boardwalks. You have no idea, right? But the pass and go card sets up every move after it. It just continues to set up every move after it. 
and it gives you multiple chances. And that's the beauty of the pass and go card. Doesn't that sound like infinite banking? Absolutely. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like, oh, I get to use somebody else's money, not mine. And then you collateralize it with the death benefit. Oh, snap. That's wonderful. And so once you get into that infinite banking bag and you're like, okay, I want to invest in this. I want to invest in this. You're not as afraid of your investments simply because you're using the insurance company money and you know that the collateral isn't your house or your car. You know that the collateral is something that the insurance company gave you as well, which is the death benefit. That's what makes that that's so cool. That's what makes the passive go cool. That's what makes the IBC concept cool. Now, the other card that people absolutely love is the wild property card. So the wild property card, you know, if you're if you're nearing your end to wanting to go out and really go out in a bang, or if you're trying to make sure that, you know, you got that flexibility that whatever it is, you about to hit some people with some rent cards or whatever, you want a wild property card because it could float anywhere. It could become a park place in a second. It could it could become boardwalk in a second for you. And then all of a sudden you hitting people and you getting all types of rent from them from a wild property car. Or it can just finish a set and, and have you to finish the game. Right? The HELOC is very similar to that. Because what you're doing is you're leveraging the value of your number one property. And you're saying, this is in first lien position. I'm putting all my income into this thing. And guess what? I can go get another property with it. I can invest in a number of different things. I can put this anywhere, right? That's what the wild property is doing for you. So the HELOC really becomes your wild property. Now, together, when you got a wild property card, when you got infinite banking, they equal this. They equal your just say no. They equal your just say no. They create a synergy that no matter which one of these cards you see coming for you, you're able to say inflation. What I care about inflation for? Did you see what those numbers were when we just ran them? He was 56,000, year 11, 59. Next year, 60-something, next year, that's beating inflation. And it's doing so in a tax-free fashion. Oh, but I got my wild property and my house is worth $400,000. And I also can go in and out of that bad baby and use the money out of that as well. So what type of problems can come my way that I can't handle from a financial perspective when I'm infinite banking and when I have a HELOC as my source of income as well, but I'm able to just stuff my actual cash flow into it. Now, why is this so awesome? Is because we're all gonna get hit with this. Yeah, that is your birthday card. That, that is your birthday card come out of everybody giving up two million, right? So the is your birthday card, all it is is inflation. That's our normal inflation. About 2%. That's our normal inflation. Now, right now, what we're going through is deal breaker inflation. It ain't <laughs> it ain't regular inflation. But even if you wanted 
even if you had the the it's your birthday card if i got enough of these enough of the cash created from my wild property created from my created from my accruing different properties and and cash from my pass and go i don't care about giving you money i don't care about giving you two percent because i'm definitely not going to give you the just say no card i'm not going to give you the just say no card when the amount of money you asking for is just two percent now when it gets terrible like hmm the market right now and people lose 50 60 percent of a portfolio and they're wiped out rather it be bitcoin or whatnot um that's that deal breaker that's when you're saying no right that's when nah i can't take that loss you wouldn't have to take that loss if you was using the insurance company's money mm. you wouldn't have to take that loss if you knew that over the course of time you're always going to have tax-free income coming in for the rest of your entire life and you can touch it before 59 and a half so that's what we're talking about now the cool part about it is really you could break down these cards in so many different ways because of what we go through when you look at a rent card yep. you, you could talk about how rent it gets charged based on class so if you go to one neighborhood that's how they run comps right <laughs> you go to one neighborhood everybody gonna have the same type of payment that's what the rent cars do everybody get hit with the same thing you can take control of the rent car by owning your own properties you can make sure that it don't hurt you that much when you own your own properties and you got a That's no right, car man. right now the slide deal um you know it's interesting uh, because the slide deal for many people, uh, we could talk about like eminent domaining and different things like that. We could really get into that bag where people are just getting their property straight up taken from foreclosure, all types of thing. Can you go into foreclosure? And I, I challenge anyone. Can you go into foreclosure if you are cash flowing your HELOC with your income? Is foreclosure possible? Can your property be stolen from you? No. No. So what they're going to have to do? They're going to have to force deal you. They're going to have to give up something for you to give it up. And that's how a lot of real estate agents really make the most money. They, they, they put a home somewhere. They look at, you know, what's going to happen in the next five or ten years. Walmart comes up, says, hey, man, I want to plant this right here. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, <laughs> you're going to have to pay a lot of money for this. And Walmart got a lot of money to pay for it. Forced deal. And that's kind of what I was telling you the other day in regards to that business meeting that we're going to later on today. Right. In regards to our meeting people from city council and all of that stuff. Right. Just kind of being in the know of what's going on in your city in advance. Right. So I can purchase properties in those areas. Now, there's a certain term called opportunity zones, which has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But I look at those as opportunity zones. If I know that they're going to build businesses in certain areas, I'm going to be in those areas. Watch the values go up. Then I could cash out of those properties later on. It's a buy and hold 
strategy. You know what I mean? Yep. It's a lot. And obviously, there's a lot we can cover with these cars, DeAndre. You know what I mean? There's a lot we can we can cover. Um, a, a lot to talk about. A lot of detail that DeAndre and I uh, can go into. And that's what our intentions are, right? I hope you guys gain value from this particular podcast episode. But we're talking about something even bigger than this, right? Uh, we're talking about presenting you guys with an opportunity to come see us live for maybe two or three days uh, during the course of a weekend to be able to dig deep into infinite banking, to be able to dig deep into the HELOC and how it all ties into real estate and how you can partner on deals with us and things like that. If you're interested in seeing an opportunity like this come to fruition within the next month or two, maybe the next three months, something like that. If you're interested in seeing something like that, uh, it won't be a free event. It will be a, a, a paid expense event only because there's going to be expenses involved. But it's also going to present the opportunity um, to work with us. If this is something that you're interested in seeing, do me a favor, leave a comment in the comment section and just type in event. And based off of how many people comment event, we'll know if we should structure this or not. In the meantime, we are going to continue to provide infinite banking, real estate, and HELOC uh, concept uh, information for you under my infinite banking playlist on my channel at Jamel Gibbs, obviously on YouTube. If you're listening to this podcast, make sure you check it out um, if you're listening to this on iTunes or any, any, anywhere else. But the whole point is we want to continue to provide you with the information, and for some of you, there's a small number of you that's going to want to take it to another level and actually take action with it. And if that's you, then we're going to provide that extra step for you to be able to work with us personally, more hands-on, to be able to take your business to a, an entirely different level. All right? Um, this is something I'm implementing. This is something DeAndre does. And um, I want to see all of us continue to win together. We're going to be a bunch of DJ Khaled's out here. <laughs> if you want to check out this Monopoly game, Leave the link. Uh, I left the link in the description box for you. Make sure you uh, check it out. Use that link. Um, that's a direct link um, that's going to support this channel. And I want to, I want to, honestly, I want to do this live event. I want to do the workshop. I want to meet you guys face to face. And uh, if, you know, again, based on your interest in uh, coming to a live event, um, we'll start structuring things and then uh, let you guys know about it on the next podcast that we decide to do together. But leave a comment in the comment section whether you want to do it or not. Right. Let us know what you've learned today because uh, all of us have picked up something. All of us can see how the infinite banking concept ties in with the HELOC, ties in with the real estate, all ties in like Monopoly in real life. This is like playing Monopoly with real cash, like Jay-Z said. <laughs> it's like playing Monopoly with real money. And if you want to play Monopoly with real money, then you need to be at this event. So we're looking forward to working with you guys. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Be sure to like it, subscribe, share, and make sure you tune into the next one. We're going to dig a little deeper into this entire concept. Any last words for our listeners, DeAndre? Uh, you know, really, uh, I, I got to be appreciative not only for your platform, but really the amount of people who have been uh, checking in on my website, Clayton Financial Solutions, has been 
astronomical since the podcast. And I apologize for anybody who I haven't been able to get back to. Please be patient with me. Uh, one of the things I definitely want to make sure of is that when we have a conversation, um, just let me know your time frames. Let me know what your actual desires are, what you want to accomplish. I can help you to accomplish what you want to accomplish and even put you on the different businesses that may not cost you something. We're here to really help you guys to make uh, income, to take care of your families, to not have to be terrified of all the different woes that this financial system puts upon us because we just don't know or we've been misinformed that, hey, this thing over there is bad. No, this thing isn't That's bad. right. This thing is what wealthy people use. And this thing, they keep trying to legislate to not be as beneficial as it is. So that should tell you something, right? And so that's what we're here for. We're, we're, we're just here to help you guys out. So um, continue to check me out. Of course, you know, once again, I have to uh, also mention um, the charity, you know, the uh, Light the Night Lymphoma. We'll leave all that in the description box for you too. Yeah, check, check us out there. Um, please, you know, contribute uh, on behalf of that as well, man. And I appreciate you guys' time. I appreciate all of the wonderful conversations I've had with every single person. DeAndre said it at the beginning of this podcast, the revolution will be televised. <laughs> and, uh, you know, honestly, all jokes aside, man, if you don't know, you ain't going to grow. So you got to be in a know to grow. So this is how you become uh, educated. This is how you stay in the know in order for your bank account to grow. And that's what we're here to help you do. Right. And I hope that comes across genuinely from us, because that's what we're trying to do here on this uh, platform. Listen, I appreciate you guys very much. Looking forward to the next one. And I'll see you guys then. Peace.